Welcome, 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 and welcome to the Adventure of an Entrepreneur, the podcast that dives deep into the world of entrepreneurship. We're going to be hearing the stories from entrepreneurs from all over the world in different industries. They're going to be sharing with us the stories of how they face setbacks, walk through fire, climbed mountains to reach success. I'm your host, Shri Mahabir. In this week's episode, I talk with the founder and creative force behind May Create, Monica Pitts. And let me tell you, I didn't think that I was going to get so many gems and understanding how your content can also be something that you can post on your website. Let me tell you, I was blown away from this episode. Make sure you stay until the end. And if you found this episode helpful, share it with a friend and also leave a review. Thank you much for being here tonight. So I got to ask you, tell me more about this aerial dance. Oh, How'd man. you get into it? Okay. Well, actually, it's kind of a sad story, but my oldest child was like, she had an infection in her teeth and she had to have like eight teeth removed. And my mom was like, so she had to be like put under and have them like surgically removed. And my mom was like, Hey, Monica, can I do anything for you? And I was like, yes, actually you can, you can show up at my house and you can hang out with this kid who's all drugged up because I need a break. (laughs) And so I took this class. I was like, I'm just going to take this class. I'm going to see how it goes. And I was instantly in love. It's, was so amazing. And it's like the most, it's like a, um, it's a moving meditation. You have to be present while you're there. You have to like, you build strength because if you don't hang on, you fall on your head. Um, and so it's like this marriage of like form and function. It's, it's so fun. I love it. (laughs) I can't get enough of it. (laughs) I have a friend who's into aerial yoga and she's been trying to Mm -hmm. get me into it for years. I'm still a little bit like, okay, I'll come sometimes. But go. I wanted to ask because our hobbies actually help us in what we do. Like it gives mm-hmm. us those aha moments for our business, our personal life, even relationships at work. So mm-hmm. what has some what is something that aerial dancing has helped you in your business? Um one of my favorite examples to use in, in relativity to that is like the fastest way to get things done on time and on budget is to recycle, right? And so when I'm building a routine, I will recycle different passes that my body remembers. It just, it remembers these things because it's done it and it can do it without even thinking. And so then I can perform it really easily. But then the second thing that it also really teaches me is that I need to lean into my strengths because when I'm going to perform, I don't, I'm not a super, super bendy person in my back. You know, you see all those aerial artists that can like touch their feet to their head. I'm not that girl. I have one split, um, but I'm strong and I spin really, really fast. And so when I perform, I lean into the things that I'm comfortable with and that I'm good at. And it's the same thing with my business. I always try to like keep focused on my strengths. And then when I need to get something done fast, I recycle something that I know already works. <laughs> and that's really good to know because sometimes we we don't think two things can relate, but they actually do. And we're going to get into that because, you know, we're going to help you, especially if you feel like your marketing sucks, we're definitely <laughs> going to be helping you because I'm going to ask that question. But 
let's get into, you know, the spicy and juicy stuff. And that is what got you into marketing and specializing with websites. I know you do more than that, but you know, I was listening to a few of your podcast episodes and they were really focused on websites. Yes, because that is what we do best. And so um, we have ventured all over in marketing. We've done everything from print design to presentations, trade show booths, um, Facebook ads, Google ads, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So all the marketing things and um, what it, came down to is a few years ago, we were like, why do we even do all these other things? They don't bring us joy. We're not happy about them. We're okay at them, but we were feeling kind of mediocre. And we're like, what we really do well is websites. And so that is what we focus on is websites. Um, And what what brought me into it really was that, I mean, (laughs) so my mom, when I was in high school, because moms know everything, um, I was an Aggie. I showed cattle. Um, I wore like boots and jeans and stuff. <laughs> and she was like, you need to take this graphic design class. And I was like, I don't want to. And she's like, you should really take it. And so I signed up for this graphic design class. And then um, from there, it was just like this easy thing for me. It was not hard when I went to go interview for jobs, I just brought this portfolio of graphic design stuff that I've collected throughout my classes and and projects and stuff in college. And I started getting hired for this job that I wasn't even really trained to do. I was, I have a degree in agriculture, (laughs) (laughs) Um, plant science, economics, and education. So, um, which helps me in marketing. It totally does. But, um, yeah. So, and then from there, I I worked for my dad for a little while after doing a bunch of internships. And then I did, um, I worked for an agency and then I started my own company when I was 25. So, yay. Ooh, 25. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's joining in. If you are watching and you're just watching in the background, definitely let us know you're here. Drop your questions. You know, we're going to be hitting quarter four before you know it. So this is a really good time to start asking those questions about your websites, what you need to keep in mind. And then if you don't have a website, what can you do and in place of that website and how can you plan for next year? So I want to get into these workshops that you have that are coming up because, I mean, Besides that you do focus only on websites, but again, we have quarter four coming up. So what are some websites, I mean, sorry, not websites. What are some workshops that you have coming up that we, that could possibly help us? So if you have an existing website, but it's not really working for you, so it's not doing what you needed to do yet, but you're not quite sure what to do with it. You're not ready to retire it yet. You're ready to make it actually work for you. Um, We have what I am calling, it's our first time out with it. It's called um, the Complete Website Audit Workshop. There you go. And we've been doing website website audits for our clients for the last 18 years. We do them all the time. We charge over $250 for these audits. And um, we're offering the workshop where I'm going to guide you through that same step-by-step framework to audit your own website with like a rubric and all kinds of stuff. I said I got a degree in education, so I'm a complete dork, right? Um, for $25. So that's a paid workshop we have coming up at the end of September. And then in the beginning of October, we start our website planning workshops. 
So those of you who don't have a website or are thinking about building a new one, we're going to talk about how you can take your website from either being a non-existent team member or like a lazy intern and roll it into like an actual functional member of your team. That's the goal of that workshop. So whoop, whoop. <laughs> I want to say hi to, I hope I don't butcher your name most and Dan, thanks for joining in. So, okay, look, websites, they're great. I mean, we have LinkedIn, we have Instagram. Why do I need a website? Like, what is that going to do for my business? I love that question. Okay. So here's the deal. You have LinkedIn, you've got Facebook, you've got Instagram, you've got all these things, right? But you don't control any of that. Someone else is the mothership that powers all of those things. So you can build, and I've watched this happen with my clients over the years. They all build this amazing Facebook following and they're they're ranking or they're, they're showing up organically and people find them and they have this great jam going on. And then suddenly Facebook changes everything. And so then what do you do, right? Hopefully you have another way that you can communicate with people, right? Hopefully you have an email list because that's something that's static that you can use all the time. But then also you've got your website and on your website, you have the opportunity to really control that environment. I like to call it your marketing home. That's what I consider your website because you get to decide how you show up on your website. You're not going to get like buried underneath everybody else's messaging. It's always there. It's up 24 seven. And I mean, so, so it's yours, you own it. And that I think is what makes a website so much more powerful and why I really do feel that like most businesses still, they, they need one. Like, there's a few examples where you don't need one, but I'm going to say pretty much everybody needs one. <laughs> These are really good examples of why you should have a, a website because we don't own LinkedIn. Tomorrow LinkedIn can be, which happened, I think it was in 2022, where Instagram and Facebook went, well, at least I remember Instagram went down for hours. And so we were all saying we have a presence on LinkedIn. But they, but again, if you don't have an email list, you don't have somewhere for your people to go, your community, like you can stream on a website. Mm -hmm. So what are ways that I can start building people to go to my website? Like, how can I make my marketing not suck? <laughs> um, well, so we can go back to that same recycling method that I, I use and learn from doing my aerial. Um, so I like to think of my website as my marketing home. If it's important enough to talk about on Facebook, it, it might be actually important enough to talk about on my website. And if it's, if it's important enough to talk about on my website, it's definitely important enough to talk about on Facebook, right? So I like to start my content generation by making sure that it's out on my website where someone can always get to it. It's never going to leave. It's never going to change. It's always there, right? Um, and from there, you're going to push that content out through your other mediums, right? Because those are the ways that you can connect with people that you know and remind them that your website exists. Now, sometimes you create awesome content and you know that content is a cyclical thing. You, you need to be continually creating it, right? And sometimes you're going to hit something that sticks that's really, really good. Like I have a couple blog posts that continually pull in thousands of visits per post every month and they've been up for years, right? But I'm going to keep generating content on and putting it on my website because that's building out. I like to call them doors. It's like a door for entry into the site, right? Um, and as you do that, then you're going to generate that traffic coming back to your site. 
but also you have the people that aren't actively looking for it right now. And that's why you're going to use your email list and your social media, um, any other thing really that you can get your hands on. I mean, heck, sometimes we send out postcards about stuff. I know it sounds like old school, but hey, it's in my client's hands. It's in the mailing list's hands and we get a return on those. So generate your content continually, push it out on all your other mediums and then push them back to your marketing home, which is your website. That's how I would be generating my traffic or you can pay for it. I mean, I pay for traffic too. It's cool. <laughs> I really like that you were talking about take your content and then put it on different platforms. So you have a podcast called Marketing with Purpose. And if you go to the show description, she says you can get the transcript and there's a link and it goes back to her website, which I think is super genius because now you're you're taking something. If someone happens to not be in, that doesn't even know who you are, but they were looking for something. They came to your episode. They go to your website. Then there's all these blog posts. So I kind of want to go back and say, well, what can I do if I don't have a website right now? Is a landing page okay? What should I keep in mind for a landing page? And this also applies to somebody who's thinking about your quarter four. You don't have a website, but you want to draw people to a place where they can hang out, sign up for your newsletter, but also get that, um, that deal for them. I have a word for it, but I can't think of it right now. But I wanted to ask, you know, for a landing page, what should I keep in mind? So for a landing page, okay, so people need to know what you're doing or what, what they're doing there, like within seconds, right? Because they don't have a very long attention span. So the first thing that I would do is make sure that you're using the top of the page wisely and you're really like, hey, this is what it is. But it's, hey, this is what it is to you. Not, hey, this is what it is to me, right? Because what they care about is themselves. <laughs> Let's be real. So um, I would take and make sure that that top part of your website is really, you, this is your first opportunity to talk with people. Don't just put some weird picture up there that doesn't mean anything that's not relative. That's what I would do first. And then moving down, you know, you're going to get into why you're awesome and probably about your offer. But once again, as you're creating the content for that page, you're going to make sure that it's about them. And I say that all the time, you know, what you put on your website, it's not about you, it's about your audience. And then in the exact same breath, I tell people that they need to make sure that the stuff that they put on their website is extremely authentic and transparent and just honest about who they are. Because you need to be memorable. People look at websites all the time. They're not going to remember you if you look like everyone else, right? So just make sure that you are using authentic imagery and language and voice that you're showing up as yourself, right? Because you want to attract people to you that are like you. And if you're not like vulnerable enough to show up as yourself on your website, then you're not going to do that. <laughs> you're going like to be somebody else and that's not who you want to be. Um, and so I think that if you don't have like a full blown website, a landing page would totally do make sure that you have a way to contact you like an email form to get whatever offering you're, you're putting out there. Right. I think having an actual domain name attached to it would be really nice because it's easier to use. And then you can build your website on that same domain name and you can like build up the recognition for the domain with 
the internet as a whole and Google, but then also your audience base. But I also know that there's like all kinds of different ways that you can publish content all over social media in a long form way. I mean, shoot, you can send out email newsletters through LinkedIn these days. So um, like, it's pretty cool. So if, if your website isn't your marketing home, just make sure you're clear as to what it is. And, and really, you can do the same thing on any marketing home that I just described, right? Um, right. Just you have more control over it when it's on your website. Yes, because you can, it's WordPress that you use, right? Yeah, we're WordPressers. <laughs> I'm not very well versed in WordPress, but I know Wix has one. Canva has it, yeah. but it's not your domain and you want to own the domain because it also looks a little funny when you have Canva. Yeah, <laughs> I own that. But I will also say I do know the difference between yeah, Robert, WordPress and Robert. <laughs> it, Robert built his own website. So we do have Dan Roth who said, I have a website, but it's one for aspects of my business building out the website is expensive. So looking for an option I can do myself. I really want to know why is it expensive? Why is it expensive? It's because it takes a lot of time, quite frankly. Um, th and that that's like the long and the short of it. So like if you consider that most websites are going to take my staff someplace between like 40 hours and I don't know. 200 hours or more to create. And these people are amazing professionals. They deserve to be paid well. Um, and, and so because of that, I can't charge just $100 for a website, right? I can't say, hey, Tyler, go build a website for a whole week because then Tyler would only get $100. <laughs> and that doesn't really work. Um, and and so that's, I think that's really the long and the short of it is it just, it takes time. And if you want a person who has experience to build it, you have to pay for someone with experience to build it. And so that's the tricky part. We do, however, offer a couple different alternatives with our company, though, with the because we love working with small businesses. They make us happy and and it, their projects are so much easier. <laughs> you know, like the big ones were like, whoa. Um, so we have two different ways that we help people. One is through our Better Than DIY website program. So over the course of five weeks, we take people through building their own WordPress site. We set up the template for them and they get to work one-on-one -on -one with a professional designer to get the design modified to meet their needs and like reflect their business. And then they hang out with me and I tell them exactly where to click to make it and what to say to make everything awesome on the website over the like following five weeks. Um, and then from that too, we also have like lower cost website building um, situations. But I mean, yeah. So all of this can be found at youmaycreate.com. Yeah. So youmaycreate.com, that's our training portal. And that's where we like have people sign up for trainings. Some of the links on the homepage are going to take you over to maycreate.com like proper, uh, but they're both owned by my company. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, if you have a website for one aspect of your business, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to build out a whole new site for the other aspect of your business either. Um, if they share the same audience and they share like similar messaging and, and purpose, you can have them both on the same website. It's just whenever they don't share the same audience or the same purpose, then then they probably need to be divided because it doesn't make sense to the user like, 
why am I on an auto repair website where they're also talking about a home daycare? Doesn't <laughs> make sense, right? But if you're like on an auto repair website where they also offer um, maybe towing or something like that, that that could like your brain could go from from one to the other, right? So it might be that you can, you know, just extend the site that you have. I was going to ask that and you answered it. So I don't have to ask. Or clone it. Yes. You can clone all kinds of stuff. Like I went in the other day. I don't even work in uh, Squarespace. And somebody was like, oh, well, I've got this Squarespace set up. And I just want to like clone the website. You can clone a Squarespace site. You can clone a WordPress site. You can just clone the thing you've got. Change the colors. Put a new logo at the top. Fit and roll. <laughs> so if it's like different audiences, what do you do? Can you clone that or and then mm -hmm. change it? Yep. You just clone it. That's what I would do. If, if you like the look and the feel of your website, I mean, a lot of websites, you look at them and, and the structure is very similar these days. You know, you have navigation across the top, big picture, words underneath. So just imagine it, different colors, different logo, different fonts, different pictures. It feels like a different site, right? And so you could take something you already know how to use that you've already mastered um, and just clone it. Yeah. I, I just gave it. away one of my best secrets. I, I didn't even know that this is possible. We all learned just something new. We learned her best secret. Write it down one. somewhere. Come back to this live. But I really want to get into what does it mean market with purpose? Because that's your whole podcast. Mm -hmm. How did you come up with that title? And does your podcast help us with understanding market with purpose? Yeah. So I believe that. Marketing with purpose is about putting your authentic self out there, making sure that you are serving your audience and, and arriving um, in your marketing from a place of servitude so that you're not just selling crap because nobody wants to be sold to, right? So you have purpose behind your marketing. You're serving your audience. And then I also believe that you should be making your marketing from an, a place of an informed decision, right? Like you should... Take the information that you have, move forward with it. There, there's times in in my in my day, even not just in my life, where I'm like, okay, I cannot consume any more ideas or information. Like I have to take the things that I have now and do something with them. And so that's one of the continual messages that you'll also hear at um, on the Marketing with Purpose podcast. Is like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just just needs to get started. Um, and so you just take a step forward, do it. How did it go? Learn from that experience and with that information, move forward and then make that next purposeful decision. But once again, always from that, like that seat of servitude, knowing that what you're doing is trying to help other people. And then, and then, you know, you're marketing with purpose. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that when you think, because you talked about being your authentic self, I hear that and I'm like, what does being authentic self mean to you? And then marketing with purpose, I was just thinking, well, if I'm creating this piece of content, then I, I need to be clear on who am I speaking to? Because I don't want a piece of content that's talking to three different people and I should just focus on one. But Amen. I do want <laughs> to, I, I do want to come back to what does being your authentic self mean? We hear it so much, but I would love to hear from you. How do you help your clients understand that? So what I try to do is, well, A, I just listen to the way that they talk. That's a big thing. Like I can learn a lot about somebody just listening to key phrases that they use. But then also um, 
it, it's about understanding your core values and the core values of the people that you serve and then finding the spot where they inter, inter, um, interact, I'm sorry, overlap. And that's like your marketing sweet spot, right? Because then you can connect with people that believe in the same things that you believe in that are that that you're going to want to hang out with, right? Because when you're serving people, you, you want to love them. You don't, you don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to do this project with this person. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when I say be your authentic self, I mean, don't be afraid to be you. There's things that really make you tick, that make you excited and, and do that. And there's people who like cuss on their website. Okay, cool. That's them. That's what they do. I love it. Like I don't cuss on my website, but you can cuss on yours. There is a guy in um, my hometown who runs a taxi company. And on the back of all of his taxis, he has this little emblem and it says powered by God. And I like it. I like that he is authentic to himself. He's like, this is me. This is my company. This is what I do. And so it, at May Create, we're authentic to ourselves by just being as snarky and as weird as we always are, right? All over the website. Like if you go over to maycreate.com, you're going to see things like if you think your website sucks, so does everybody else. Um, <laughs> or, um, yeah, or 1998 called, they want their website back. And it's, and it's great because once we started embracing that type of messaging, we have people stop by like our trade show booth at an event and they're like, ha ha ha. And they stop and they have a conversation and they go pull their boss and they're like, that's what our website's doing right now. And then I'm like, yes, this is what it was supposed to do. Right. Um, so if you just if you show up in your marketing looking and acting like everyone else, then you just put yourself in the bucket with everyone else. And People want to connect with you because you're you, not because you're everyone else or else they would never ever found you. <laughs> they wouldn't have kept looking, right? So um, that's what I mean. <laughs> I love that because you have a voice and you want to use that voice, but then you think, well, I don't get all of the likes. I don't get all the reshares. I don't get all of the comments. Who cares? There's people, the people who actually work with you are people who never comment, never interact, show up to your live shows, watch you for so long. And they just, just come out of nowhere and say, I want to work with you. Mm -hmm. And they talk about some post that maybe got three likes, mm -hmm. but it was the one post that converted them to say, I want to work with you. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do now is we're going to end this conversation and we're going to head over to Instagram. So we're asking you to come and join us because that's where we're going to continue to learn more about Monica. But I just want to say thank you to everybody who joined in on the live or the replay. And definitely, if you have questions, you can connect with Monica on all of the socials, which is under May Create. Or you could just go to the website. Make sure you tell her that you saw her on this live show. But guess what, guys? I've got something else that I'm working on. It's kind of called like a podcast. Yay! Finally, after three years. Get and it. so this will turn into a podcast episode. If you're on my mailing list, you know about it. But if you're not, I'll make sure to drop the link. You also get a free book, ebook that tells you how to go live. So I'm not just giving you, you know, just garbage. There's something that comes with it. But I want to say thank you to everybody. So we're going to go there now. And until my next live, which is next week, 
with an Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you found it very helpful, share it with a friend, share it in your social media. Until the next time.